What is up? Altered State Podcast. Episode 89, Brandon and John. It's going down, my friend. Oh, not a whole lot. Been a been a, a good week. A week that we can finally uh, say some things about Let's something out. we've been sitting on for, for some fucking time. That's right. That's right. Um, Where do you want to start? So... Let's jump into that, or at least what we please, can talk please, about. Please, yes, that, because yes. this has been been a yes. long time coming. What we still can talk about. I know, but this this is kind of a weird situation. Yeah. Uh, so, for anyone listening right now, you're getting this April third in the evening. Um, so it was just announced this week that we are getting a movies pop up. Yes, um, which is super super exciting. It's going to be a bunch of fun. Um, but what's in St. Louis. Right, in St. Louis. Not sure where you're listening. Right. Um, all, all those multinational listeners. That's right. That's right. Um, Some dude so in Norway have... is like, fucking A. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to do a Norwegian accent. I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, I don't know. I, Anyways. I wouldn't do an accent even that I know it's what it is. It's a good really, call. There's really, there's... There's no win for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Moving along. Um, so yeah, in St. Louis. We're you can make there. fun of Canadians, but that's about it. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All movies, A. Eh? Yeah. See, no one's going to care. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Okay, nice. Um, so yeah, we're getting a movies pop up, which was an exciting announcement. Um, but it's something that I've been working, we have been working. You've been working very hard on quite a bit on since November. Yes, it was November that this first came up. Um, so the the venue hasn't been announced, but yeah, I will gladly take credit for this. But <laughs> minimal, minimal. So so why? For anyone who really knows us, probably knows this information anyway. So I'll just sure. talk. I'll talk about it without saying the place. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so right around November, mid-November, my uh, my oldest friend Justin Gibby, you've heard us talk about your, him. Your on good here. friend, my good buddy. Yep. Um, was was hanging out at my house. We were uh, watching a Every Time I Die live stream, and thought. Man, all these movies pop That's up. It's the band with the wrestler. It is. Oh, yeah. It is. Look at you. I'm fucking with you. I knew who it was. <laughs> um, we were like, hey, these movies pop ups keep happening, and my man owns a restaurant, and you know, COVID things have been hard. So I was like, hey, man, what if we try to make this happen? And he kind of gives me the like, ah, right. I mean, I don't know, man. Right. And I was like. All right, well, I'm just going to email this guy and kind of see what happens. And he was like, whatever, man. If he gets back to you, we'll go from there. So this is like 6 p.m.-ish central time on a Saturday in the middle of fucking Christmas season. Right. Shoot him an email thinking like, ah, maybe maybe he gets it, maybe he doesn't. Who fucking knows? This motherfucker emails back within like 10 minutes. Right. And it was just like, hey. We love St. Louis as a market. We've been wanting to make this happen. We've just been hoping someone would reach out. Um, he was like, real quick, like, All right, you know, give me give me the skinny on your venue. Right. And I kind of looked over at Gibson. I was like, uh, I think your pot committed already. No shit. So let's start yeah. sending over some pictures. And it's been, uh, yeah, since then. A labor of love ever since. Absolutely. We've done a lot of work. There's some really cool... Uh, parts of it that have not been announced yet. That's right. That's that, right. Uh, there's some cool collabs coming up. Yep. That I know will be announced soon. Um, the actual venue itself will be announced soon. Yep. Um, if you couldn't read between the lines. That's right. And uh, then fuck you. <laughs> right. Um, um, yeah. I, I, there's other stuff I wanted to like hint at, but I don't know how to hint at it without just straight giving it away. Yeah. There's so. some, there's some very cool. Um, we're we're gonna be launching. 
on April 21st, which sucks, kind of. Like, our real goal all along was 420. Right. We wanted to launch movies on 420. Right. Uh, which is why it's taken so long. Because really, when he sent the email, he was like, you want to get something going in February? Yeah. And there was part of us that was like, eh, we'd like to. But another part that was like, well, we want to wait till COVID loosens Still up a little, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And we just wanted 420. Right. Um, and that was going to happen for a long time. And then like two weeks ago, we were on a on a conference call and had to change to April 21st. Right. Which we really can't really reason. say why. Yes. But yeah. 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 Um, so so it's okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we're going to be running. Brandon and myself are going to be fun employees. That's right. Uh, I'll right. be there the whole first week. I took a week off work because yep. yep. fuck it. Yeah, I will probably be there for um, the entire duration. Yeah, I, so that that first week, um, I'll be there every day, toasting buns, the yep. finest bun toaster that, that ever there has been. That's right. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a bunch of fun, and like I said, there's gonna be some really cool collabs and really cool uh, cross promotional stuff. That we are hoping to launch. We will certainly be doing a doing a show from movies. That's right. Um, that's right. After after hours, of course, because we right. can't we can't pack the place with with people to do an actual that's right. live show. That's right. That's why. Sure. It's because sure. the people will be yeah. beating down the door to come we hang out with us. We can't compete with movies. Right. We would drive. We would. There wouldn't be anybody in movies. Yeah. They would all come to see us. Right. So. So we're gonna do, we're gonna do an right. after hours show right. in the venue. Right. Uh, that we're pretty jazzed on. That's right. That first weekend. Yeah. What's the? Uh, I didn't. I forgot to write it down. That's terrible. Uh, I always want to say radio, but <laughs> where you can go to like reserve your spot already. You can go to like movies. Moviespopup.com. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so what you can do now, if you go to moviespopup.com, all you can do is set up for the mailing list. Okay. And then they will email you as soon as tickets become available. Okay. That's when they are announcing the venue. Okay. I believe. It will be this week. I'd hope so. Yeah. Um, I feel fairly confident it will be, but I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and be incorrect, but I believe it will be soon. So if you're so, hearing this, so get to that mailing list. Yeah, get on that mailing list because they will email you with right. uh, or follow them on the Twitters, on the Instas, yeah, all that good stuff. You'll uh, yeah, you want to be or you know follow us because we're gonna let you know too. Absolutely, that's right. But that's they're right. gonna they're gonna fill you in. Uh, they're gonna send out the information. <clears throat> when tickets can be available yep. um you're gonna want to be there opening day um because why wouldn't you because it's opening day yeah that's and right. it's just a cool fucking thing that's right um and by the looks of things if we can hold off the weather's been absolutely killing it so yep. hopefully we can have a really beautiful day yep yep everything's coming up pretty everything's coming up millhouse yes it is you knew it was coming it's coming it's coming um, uh, but no but yeah, I, we're I, super excited for this um you know, if if anybody is excited for this, uh, thank John. Um, he was the main dude who did all the uh, the legwork early on to get it all going. So, uh, you know, and if it falls apart and everybody loses their jobs, John, I'll take the blame, John. So for sure, for sure, know, I'll eat uh, that. Yeah, yeah. If, if we all end up destitute. Speaking of eating that, vegan options. Oh yeah, we so, we've got our menu figured right. out. Uh, right. That was we finalized that menu last Wednesday on a phone call. Yep. So we've got we've got a couple of vegan options. We've got a few different burgers going. Uh, we've got some a la carte items that I'm pretty excited yes. about that are yes. going to be really fun. Yes. Um it's just going to be fun all around. Yeah, and they've got they've got a really cool uh I have also 
Is it what one? There's one piece of merch that hasn't been released. So like if you've if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook or movies pop up, their announcement came with kind of a mashup design of the the Cardinals and the and movies that uh, Kevin's art uh, art designer uh, Nate Gonzalez, Dark Nate Returns. He yes. does awesome artwork for yep, Fat Man Beyond. Um, he did this kind of Cardinals movies crossover. Um, that they're going to do as a as a shirt as a merch item, um, but also he did a really rad design that's going to be like a poster and postcard design mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm super stoked on that Great. I think should be uh, should be part of the next wave of announcements. I imagine that design will come out and it's it's really it's really fucking sweet. Definitely, definitely, um, and maybe we're we're working on some to see if we can get some uh, altered state collab work in there. I have a few designs that. I've been kind of pushing through their team, seeing what I can pull off. Um, so who knows? Who knows? But yeah, and I know there's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's a couple other cool things that I don't want to spoil quite yet. Yes, that yeah, we will talk that's, about. I know. I was gonna say I don't want to. I don't want to uh, drag it out or spoil anything. So let's. Uh, we should probably cut it off there before we just decide to. Sure. Talk about something we shouldn't talk about. One of, as soon as we can, we'll get we'll get Gibby on here. And that's right. Yes. Really kind of rap about it. Yes. Hopefully, he <clears throat> is uh, having a baby this week. That's right. Um, well, his wife is. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Speaking of which, um, so that does tie into something that I wanted to get uh, um, an exciting story. Yes. Um, that I am thrilled about. Out of nowhere. I get to go to the fucking hockey game on Wednesday. Hell yeah. I get to go to a live sporting event, Brandon. I've been, that is pretty cool. Uh, for the record, I have been vaccinated as a, for about a month now. Yes. I've been fully vaccinated. So I'm not being wildly irresponsible. Right. Um, I certainly believe. As far in, as the vaccine goes. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I believe in the reality of COVID. I am, I am not a denier. I am not a science denier. Right, right. right. But I am also have been waiting a year and I am fully vacu- vaccinated and I can't wait. That'd be good times. That'd be good uh, times. It was a total. Are they requiring any proof of anything? I don't think so. I, I think curious. So they're only selling tickets in pods. Right. So we got a pod of four. Nice. Um, uh, my buddy Steve and Fox. Uh, put it together through the company that I'm going to start working for. Fantastic. Yeah, because yes. I got a new job. Yes. I'm quitting teaching. Right. That's right. Anyone that gives a shit that yeah. I'm a high school teacher. I think it's fantastic. I'm not anymore. Not the fact that you're leaving. Um, I mean, you know, I think it's fantastic you got a new gig you're excited about. Yeah, I'm That's super stoked. Exciting. Yeah. But Steve, uh, Steve's running stuff there, and they have uh, they have tickets. Right. Um, and so they, they had access to getting the, the pack of four and – Fox, who owns a dental practice, he's one. He's one of their clients. Nice. So they had their client meeting yesterday. Oh, awesome! And you know, probably had a few too many beers. And right. we're like, let's go to the game. So they got the four pack. But it, it reminded me of Gibson because they were going to take. It was going to be them two, me and Gibson. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they sent out a text to let us know. And Gibson was just like, uh, "My wife's due date is Thursday morning. Right. I am not going to a hockey game on Wednesday." Sorry, boys. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the thought, yeah, yeah. but that's a real swing and a fucking miss. And then he was like, "Well, where are the tickets at?" <laughs> oh, well, maybe I'll go then. No, I, I think uh, I think old SMG is going to join that's, us. Ah, fair enough. Good times. Um, Can't go wrong with good Shawn Michael. But uh, but yeah, man, I am so fucking pumped. Next time we speak on air, at least, I will have been to a live sporting event. I'm, uh, I'm jealous. I'm not gonna lie. I'm the jealous. last thing I went to 
would have been the skills competition for the All-Star Game. So it was, what, January of 2020? Haven't been to a live sporting event in 16 months, damn near. Damn. No, 14 months. Don't be bad at math, John. Um, But I... I can't wait. I, I, even though the Blues have been playing like shit for a month and a half, Still. and they're playing arguably the best team in hockey. Doesn't matter. Um, Doesn't matter. Yeah, I get to be there. Yep. It's it's Petrangelo's return to St. Louis, too. Like, oh, yeah. I, I can't wait. That's good stuff. I'm so pumped. You should be. You should be. But it's also like, it feels weird. Like it's, it'll, I, be, it'll be weird. I, I, I called Libby last night to be like, hey, like, is this is this cool? I had to call her because she was actually she had to go to fucking Columbia to get her second dose of the vaccine yesterday because oh. that was the nearest place she could go. So like she's fully vaccinated as of last night. So I was calling her. I was like, "Hey, Steve just hit me up. Like, I get to go to a hockey game next week. That's that's cool, right? Nice. Yeah. And I'm on spring break, so I get to I get to go ham. <laughs> and there's only gonna be like four thousand people there. How right. we, that, that's what I'm that's most intrigued about is like we're gonna go and I and. If they are the same seats that the company usually has, they're pretty fucking dynamite seats. You need a. Uh, but there's only every seat's a great seat. Absolutely. If there's four thousand fucking people there. Absolutely. What was the? Uh, I don't want to say a terrible Nick Cage movie. It's a great Nick Cage movie because it's a Nick Cage movie. Uh, Snake Eyes. You ever see Snake Eyes? No. Um, you know he plays like a, a Vegas cop, and there's a fight. You know, and someone's trying to assassinate some high official guy in the crowd. But anyways, long, long story short. But there, when the the fight's fixed, and the way the boxer knows what's going on is someone in the crowd yells something, and with no one there, I'll be able to hear you, at home watching this you game. Will. You got to think of a catchphrase or something you can yell at a certain point. And I'm, ah, I know yep. that's John right there. Not just a. Uh, I'll give let's you a go good blues. You need yeah. a, you oh need yeah, a good, I'll, like, I'll figure you know, it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll figure it out. Like in this fight, I like it because he's like, here comes the pain. It might work at a hockey game. You can still fit it right in. You never know. You never know. <laughs> well, what you'll probably hear if the cameras aren't good enough. So my, my buddy Steve, who you've met a couple of times, the loudest motherfucker alive. Yeah. Um, also not really much of a hockey fan at all. Okay. Um, and every time we end up at a game together, his whole thing, as soon as, as, soon as a, a team comes into the zone with speed, either team, Shove it up his ass. That's, and I, I, I promise you. We'll hear that. You'll hear that. All right. Well, then I'll know you're if, there. If, if they're right, not, right. if they're not quick with the sensor button, I yeah. don't know if they are. I'm watching. You'll definitely hear that. You're watching the uh, Cardinals game here earlier, and they're in Cincinnati, and it's you know, I don't know how many are there, but it's you know, obviously not full capacity. Yeah, I think they, I think uh, I heard on the radio it was like thirty percent. And at some point, they started the you know the Ric Flair woos, woo. and you could. And like the third inning. Absolutely. I think it's just people are antsy, ready to get out and about and have some fun. Yeah. So I, you know. Well, it's also one of those things that, like, when you he- you only ever hear it, like, at the end of, like, a big blowout. Right. But that's because at There's the, end, no of one a there. Big bl- at the right. end of a big blowout, everyone's left. Right. So that's usually the only time that that's a stadium's right. at 30% capacity. That's right. That's right. And unless you're watching a game in Florida. Too, too true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching the game, too, and I'm like, not that I like not having full capacity, but at the same time, I'm like, every time there's a foul ball, I'm like, ooh, everybody gets a foul ball. Mm-hmm. You get a foul ball, and he gets a foul ball. Oh, everybody's getting a foul ball. So That's what I was thinking. Like, heads up on pucks. It's Right. It's going to be <laughs> weird to be there with only 4,000 people, and I was thinking the same thing. Um, I told you, I got, I'm going to Atlanta late June to visit a buddy, and we got tickets to Cards Braves right. there. Yeah. And I'm thinking it's like late June – I bet they're at a pretty good capacity, like especially I they're in the so. fucking south, man. Yeah. They don't give a shit yeah. about anything. Yeah, well, it's Atlanta. 
Right. Yeah. It's Georgia. You never know what's going to happen. So, Georgia's been a real uh, a real bipolar it's ass going institution on there. That's lately. Right. That's right. Um, they allowed too many damn movie stars in there. Right. And this ruining the whole thing. Well, now they took the MLB All-Star they game away. They took it away. I know. It's fucking yeah. crazy times yeah. in Georgia. It is. But either way, yeah. So, I was like, I was kind of thinking, like, it'd be tight to be at a baseball game with only 30% capacity for sure. that reason. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to look into... Because the Cardinals are still doing their promo items. Right. I think April 29th, they're doing like little uh, enamel lapel pins, which I have quite the collection of. I don't know. I'm, I'm a weird... I like I like weird ephemera, man. It's all right. It's pins, all right. Yeah. pins, stickers, and patches. Yeah. I have yeah. piles of pins, stickers, and patches. I, I love them. Yeah, it's it's very serial killer-esque. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a yeah. weird guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're doing lapel pins of the commemorative patches... For Bob Gibson and Lou Brock. Yeah. And I was like, I want to try to get tickets to that game because I want those patches. Even more than wanting to go to a game at only 30% capacity, I want those fucking lapel pins, man. I bet you do. Those belong in my collection. I bet you do. They belong in a fucking museum. <laughs> it's, it's cool design, man. It's I I I collect anything that has cool fucking design on I, it. I see. I, so, like... That's, that's not weird. Pins, yeah, patches, yeah. and stickers are the easiest thing. Like, sure, I, have, yeah. I have fucking boxes. It's... If my wife only knew, you know, some some husbands are like, man, I hope she doesn't find my yeah. porn collection. I'm if, like, oh yeah. shit, I hope she doesn't find my weird ephemera collection say, of patches and stickers and pins. Starting to sound like souvenirs from victims. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Only a couple, I think. No, like I still have the fucking like patches and pins that I got in Boy Scouts when I was a little kid. Like that type of little fucking ephemera. Not I helping love, your case. I Not love helping your case. That shit. Yeah. Uh, so I was telling you, I want to get a button maker. Yes. So oh, I yes. Can make yeah. some. Yeah. Out of old comics. This man. even more so. I have to show you this stupid little clip now. Uh, it it's not the funniest thing ever, but it, it's the first thing I thought of when you're talking about buttons. Uh, Mr. Show back in the day, you know, of Bob Odenkirk, David Cross, Paul F. Tompkins was on the show, and there's this weird news clip where this they think this man is a serial killer. He's known as the Button Man, but he's just a button collector. But they don't ever acknowledge he. They call him the Button Man, and then they show a picture of him. And he's like wearing like one of those old school, '80s um, uh, Cardinals like Whitey Herzog shiny jackets. You know what I'm talking about? Oh the yeah. Red, oh, you know, yeah. oh yeah. Uh, with, I had one of those with even like a red cowboy looking hat, but all buttoned out, just buttons everywhere. Plenty of pieces of flair. The button man. He, he was the he, button man. He could have kept his job. Oh. At what? What's what's the? Oh, what was that in the uh, office space? Yeah. Um, what's that place? The, the TGI uh, Fridays. It's not shenanigans because that's uh, Super Troopers. Um, <sighs> Oh, that's killing me. It's going to kill me now. But <laughs> yeah. you, well, you're saying he wouldn't get fired from there. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But Because, you know, hey, the you, Nazis had pieces of flair you, that they made the Jews wear. <laughs> I really think this would take some effort, but I think it would be well worth it. We could easily do an entire 30-minute uh, podcast with just m- known movie quotes. And have a full conversation, like Mad Lib style. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a great challenge. It would that be, I can't uh, wait to to, to, to never to do undertake. once we yeah once we uh, have a little time on our hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sit down for about eight to ten hours at a store. Right, and start doing some dumb shit. But um, I don't know why that sounds fun. I have a couple ideas why that sounds fun right yeah, now. That'd but, be a great but time. That's about it. That's about it. Anyway, where were we? I'm sorry. The button yeah, man. It's, uh, button man. You're you're you're. I, a crazy I'm a button, I'm a button man. man. I I like. 
it's weird the type of shit that, well, you know what? It's not weird. Because I also think most of the people that listen to this are probably collectors in their own right. Sure. Of something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, I, I have collected a lot of things over the years. And I like I like collections. And, you know, they, they kind of come and go. But really, one thing that has been kind of tried and true is just that. And it's the same reason that I, I am a graphic designer. I like, but like... Because that was shit that I loved when I was a kid. I was like, oh, that's a cool logo. I want that button. I want that sticker. Right. I want that patch. Right. Because it's like, yeah, I want that t-shirt, but I'm not going to wear it. Right. You know, like it's, I have, Jesus Christ, dude, I have two fucking Tupperware bins of t-shirts that I bought at shows because, you know, before COVID, that's all I did was go to shows. Right. And I bought a ton of shirts for bands I didn't even like, but I was like, that's a fucking dope design. Sure. Right. I wear it twice, and right. it's and it's then cool. it's also right. like I can't give it to Goodwill because it's a fucking memory. Right. And I'm a weirdo. That's not a weird thing. That's not weird. But yeah, like I have just boxes of shit like that, and so I want to go to that baseball game. We're sitting in a room of that, basically. You know, mm-hmm. so <laughs> no matter what room you go to in this house, there's usually a collection of something in there. I think it, it, I was having this thought the other day. It's so funny. So when I was growing up, uh, my parents' next door neighbors. Their dad had a den, which, like, I thought was such a cool thing. For like, was it a smoking den? No, oh. it was. It was just a den. That's pretty seventies um, of me, isn't it? Right. Yeah. 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 But it like the whole thing had it was like a, it was like all built-in shelves. It's like a built-in library kind yeah, of. Sure. And it was just this dude's collectibles, and he had like his big collection was Kiss shit okay, yeah so he had like kiss figures and records and i mean you know gene simmons will put his face on fucking anything Absolutely, yeah so the whole room had tons of cool kiss shit had a bunch of wrestling shit he was into mm-hmm. that too um and a bunch of like marilyn monroe shit like it, okay it was kind of elvis like sure. kind of that era okay but when i was you know i'm probably eight or nine years old and Every time I'd go hang out at their house, I was just like, I just want to hang out in the den. Check shit out. And just like look through right. his collection. Right. right. And as a kid, I was like, I want that. Right. I want that when I right. grow up. And I was uh, I was hanging some shit in my basement just earlier this week. And I was kind of looking around and I was like, for whatever reason, it all added up. And I was like, oh shit, I did it. Like my basement is Mr. Winheim's den. That's right. I fucking right. did it. Absolutely. You know, 20 years later. That's right. And I and I hadn't, like, actively thought about that not. in a long time. Right. But, yeah. like, I vividly remember right. sitting in that den being like, I want right. this. Right. I if, don't want kiss things right. or Marilyn Monroe things, that's but right. I want this. Just think about it. If 14, 15-year-old you came to your basement right now and said, this is what your basement's oh. going to be, you'd be fucking you're like, all right, I'm, so I'm good to go. I'm good to so go. So stoked. Point me in that direction. Yeah. Do we want to get into a little Falcon, a little soldier? Do you want to get into a little... I did watch Godzilla Kong. Oh, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I, it. Much, I fucking mo- love Godzilla. I think I enjoyed it because I had zero expectations. Sure. I just went into it. Let's, well, let's see what happens. And I, it was a fun ride. It was a fun ride. It, I think like any of those like monster movies, if, if you accept what you're going into before you go into it, they are fucking awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. Like I those are I love yeah. Godzilla movies. It was fun. It was and fun. I have and I have since I was a fucking kid. Like, I've never been a huge fan of it. I just really? I really I just I didn't dislike it, but I uh-huh. just like never sought it out. Um, you know, so if it came on I'd watch a little here and there, but never really 
uh, you know, never never paid much attention to it. To be honest, I don't know why. For whatever, oh, it just really didn't. I wore out Godzilla VHSs when I was a kid. I fucking loved them. Um, and then, and my favorite all time, the only one that I have like super vivid memories of is Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Sure. And spoiler alert. Right. That was pretty cool. When Mechagodzilla showed up, I was, cool. it was funny. Like yeah. I was watching it in my bedroom. Um, and Libby, like towards the end of the night, was like, it was after we put the kids to bed. She was like, hey, can I watch this with you? And I was like, fuck yeah, of yeah. course. And the whole time I'm, I'm having fun with it. Like I'm, I'm not like, it's not the type of thing that I fanboy on, you totally. know, it's a, but it's a thing that I have a ton of fun watching. Right. And we're kind of like making fun of the funny parts as we're going through right. it too. Like we're laughing. And then when Mechagodzilla like starts to charge up, I like, I freaked out for a minute. Kind of like, oh, like not, I didn't freak out the way I did when Luke Skywalker showed up. Sure. But it was like a miniature version of that. And Libby had a really hard time being like, wait a minute, are you making fun of something? Right. You, and I was like, no, no, no. I fuck like Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. I loved as a kid. And you mean to tell me I'm going to get Godzilla and Kong uh, together versus Mechagodzilla? Holy shit. Yeah. Like, and it's ridiculous. And it's absolutely bizarre, but it's so much fun. I bet the sex was crazy after that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that Chappelle sketch? When he, oh, when Godzilla, he, when he's Godzilla, Godzilla in Japan. And he, and he fucks the volcano. <laughs> yeah. uh, doesn't he? And then he pulls a chimney off, yes, off one of the factories right. and smokes right. it afterwards. That's right. Yep. But yeah, I... I had a lot of fun with it. And I think they did a really good job for the most part. And I think they've, they've done this in general Lionsgate since they took over the franchise, like five, six years ago. I think they did a really good job of letting the human characters get out of the way. Sure. Yeah. You know, like yeah. no one's watching this movie for the story. Right. Like I just need enough of a story to... To make it make sense. You know, like, I right. don't need much. Right. And they've yeah, done a really good job of, like, saying, all right, cool. We'll yeah. give you just enough. The humans really only played the part of, hey, we got a boat. Right. You need a boat to get it where you go. Let's go. You jump on our boat. And then yeah. they were just in the way after that. They just didn't, yeah. you know, I mean, well, that's not true. I mean, I guess the girl played a little, you know, played a part and things like that. But, um it was the same thing in Godzilla King of Monsters. Which I didn't see. This is they, the first one I've seen in oh, forever. Man. So. so like the the first Godzilla that they did that had Brian Cranston and Aaron Taylor Johnson and oh our friend of the show Lizzie Olsen. Um that one was good, but that one tried a lot harder to tell a human story. And it didn't and it worked. You the, know the Japanese guy was in that one too, right? Yes. The who sacrifices himself. Yes. Ken Watabe. Yeah. Yes. I love him. Yeah. He's great in everything I see him in. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So Maybe distract you there. They had, uh, so that one actually does tell a pretty human story. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's not great, but it's good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I get this. And yeah, I, I've come to love Elizabeth Olsen even more with each performance. Sure. Uh, Brian Cranston's great. Aaron Taylor Johnson's really good. Yeah. Like, it's a good, it's a good movie. Right. Um, King of Monsters. So when they brought in Millie Bobby Brown for the first time, and I really fucking like her a lot. Yeah. Um, but in Godzilla King of Monsters, they really let the people get the fuck out of the way 
for the most part. Like they they it was a bunch of monsters fighting each other. Right. And like, cool, I'm here for that. Um and then of all of the prequels to this, Kong Skull Island is a just a really fucking good movie. Like it's it's better than it should be. Right. That was one like as much as I've always dug Godzilla, I never gave a shit about King Kong. Right. And then that like piece of shit with Jack Black and Colin that's Hanks. That's the last in 05 one I saw. Right. It was horrible. Right. Right. Um, so it just left a real bad taste in my mouth. Right. So like, well, I saw the first two Godzilla movies in theaters. I was like not real interested right. in Kong Skull right. Island. I was like, whatever. And then when I finally got the HBO Max, I watched it. So, I don't know, maybe like a month ago, month and a half ago. And I went into it thinking, like, I don't have anything to watch. It's a Saturday morning. Fucking fine. Right. Let's see. Let's find out. It was goddamn wonderful. Yeah. It's a great fucking time. Like, of all of them, I don't know if it was the surprise that made me love it because I thought it was going to be kind of whack. Or if it's just genuinely the best of that franchise. But it fucking was. I mean, uh... Samuel L. kills it in right, it. Right. John C. Riley's fucking great in it. Right. Like, this is just really good. It's a yep. good fucking movie. Yep. What was... It was a Brie Larson I... and uh, Tom Hiddleston. So we got oh, Marvel sure. connections yeah. in yeah. there. Like, it was really fucking good. What the hell was John C. Riley's name in Boogie Nights? It's driving me nuts. I, I couldn't... Dude, I haven't seen Boogie Nights in... I haven't either. ...age, man. Well, I, I I've seen the Heather me. Graham scene a few times. <laughs> Speaking of worn out VHSs <laughs> in oh. Brandon's collection. Wow. Anyways, um, <laughs> Roller Girl. Uh, I, I I can't think. Anyway, it's, it's been in my head for the last minute. And I, I'm like driving myself nuts thinking of it, and I have to get it out. But I well, I'll get to it in a break. It's just driving me nuts. Yeah. But they're all uh, MCU. Uh, he's even an MCU guy. So that's how it all works. Who is? John C. Riley. Oh, yeah. That's right. So Samuel L., for that matter. That's right. That, dude. Kong Skull <laughs> Island. And one of, well, it's not technically MCU, but one of the uh, army guys who's like a real important character uh, is the guy who played uh, Victor Von Doom in the most recent Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, was that, it was that kid. Very so that's not really yeah. MCU, yeah. but could he be. did play Doctor Doom. It could be at some point. It is on Disney that's Plus right. now. That's right. That's right. So yeah, he's in it. That's a that's an MCU ass movie. It's a good trivia question, isn't it? Yeah. What? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I um, this is some random thing I need to get out real quick. So okay. Space Jam Two trailer came out today. Oh, did it? I did not see. Uh, regardless of your impression of a trailer, you know, the trailer to me didn't even look very good. I did. Look, I'm not. This isn't a sports yeah. podcast. Although we've talked quite a bit sports but, today. But, you know, with all due respect, go fuck yourself, LeBron James. I just, <laughs> so I, 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 you're, the, you're, you're the resident I am, basketball I guy. am the wrong crowd for this movie. Sure. Not only are you, to me, like, Space Jam is not the greatest movie of all time. I didn't even really enjoy it that much. Yeah. But you don't redo Michael Jordan. You just don't. Sure, but I would also say, and I I know nothing about this, mm -hmm. but like, is it LeBron James that like championed making this? Like, we got to make this. Yes. Or was it like yes. Warner Brothers saying that made a bunch of money? Yeah. Let's make a sequel. Who could we? Who would be the guy we get now? Oh, 
LeBron James is yeah. the obvious choice in this moment if you're going to make a space. He team. was the the driving force for the most part behind this. Oh, I mean, obviously you have to get studio involved and things like that, but sure. But if you're LeBron James and you go, and you go to Warner Brothers, they're going to be like, "Oh, you want to print me some money? Right. Sure, right, sure, right." I'll give you this quick hundred million dollar loan for right. you to give me back four hundred million dollars. Right. I mean, because that's what that movie will right. fucking sure. make. Oh, is it going to make money? Absolutely. It's because it it's a Space Jam thing. They're going to shove it down the throats of every kid in the world, and it just that's what they do with that stuff. And it's yeah. going to be marketed like a motherfucker. And sure. You're going to get all the pops. Are going to be all the characters, and you know you're going to. Yeah. It's going to be gross. I just don't. I don't know. I yeah, know. I don't know. I mean, I I, know. G- I get it, but it's it, there's also there's part of me that again when we're talking about like that era of sports movies, right. I'm talking about my childhood. Mm-hmm. Your gold standards were really ah, I mean, Rookie of the Year was pretty fucking great too, um, but that was a little earlier. We're talking mid '90s and sh- your gold standards are Mighty Ducks and Space Jam. Sure, um, and Mighty Ducks is making the fucking comeback it in is. a great goddamn way. It is. I watched episode two yesterday. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Here's here's the problem with the Space Jam. Michael Jordan, and this is pre-internet. People didn't know all about Michael Jordan, and he liked to gamble. And, uh-huh. you know, whatever. You know, not like he had personal horrible demons, but he was a regular dude. Yeah. So he was on a pedestal. He was sure. the icon. Yeah. He was perfection as you knew it in basketball. I wouldn't say was. I would say Still is. Still probably is, right? I, as a person that <clears throat> has never given a shit about basketball and never followed basketball. Right. Michael Jordan is infinitely more iconic right. than LeBron James. Agreed. Agreed. Now and I, I, I say that as the outsider. Sure. Like to that sure. to that market, sure. I am not. Sure. I have no dog in the fight of who's better, right. who would win in right. one on one. Right. I have no. I don't. Right. I have no stats. Right. I don't know right. any of them. Right. And this has nothing to do. But with But I'm that. just talking right. like pure status yes. in the yeah. in the zeitgeist. Right. Jordan's just in a different level. Totally. So it's Jordan, Gretzky, and Ruth. Like those are that's, your that's those, probably fair. those are your three. Yeah, that's probably fair. That's fair. Sure, there's plenty of baseball players that you can put a you can put something against. Right. Wayne Gretzky's pretty undeniable. I mean, maybe yeah. Mario Lemieux, but he had the cancer, and that fucking took the fun of that argument away. Right. Uh, <laughs> the fun of that argument. But yeah, oh, that's a super fun no, argument. You're right. I know what you're saying. I know Dude, you're saying. Like all the way up until cancer. All the way up until he had cancer, that was the fun <laughs> argument. Like yeah. yeah, Gretzky was the great one, but yeah. it was like. But look at this motherfucker. I'm with you. Like it was that's you. a that was a fun conversation. I'm with you. Once upon a time. I'm with you. So I, I'm just I, my point I guess in general, you, you can't win that LeBron James by and large is not loved like Michael Jordan was loved. He's respected as a basketball player. Oh, he's a fucking great basketball player, don't get me wrong. But most people, unless he's on your team, fuck that guy. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I do. I, oh, I'm, a, I'm think, a Lakers fan, LeBron James. You know what I mean? So, but I do think that some of that has more to do with just it, who we are as consumers now. And that's fair. That's fair. The versus, market has changed absolutely. That. Like, yes, because I think you could also say again. I think LeBron James is probably much more squeaky clean than fucking Michael Jordan is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, LeBron maybe, James maybe. is pretty good at putting that Boy Scout foot yeah. forward. Yeah. In an era that if he wasn't, yeah. we yeah. should know. That's true. That's true. I'm still waiting like for I, something to happen. Sure. And maybe it is. It maybe he's out. just good at it. Totally. But again, totally. I feel like in the grand scheme of things, he's 
He's probably more of a role model than Michael Jordan was. <laughs> I still love Tiger Woods. Hey, okay, this is this is know, not I'm a statement on ethics. No, I, mean, I, know. I, I think yeah. they're. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Uh, so Michael Jordan had a gambling problem. Uh, who gives a shit? He did. Yeah. He he, he, he made a, He made yeah. a ton of money, and right. he didn't gamble himself into poverty. And right. as far as I'm concerned, yes. as long as you don't gamble yourself to poverty, it ain't a problem. You're eccentric. If, if you have yeah. it to lose it, and you lose it, who right. gives a shit? Right. Like I ain't mad at the guy. Right. I got. I got. I don't think that's a. I don't think that is a statement on him at all. Right. Right. But. Right. Do you want to encourage apples it? Apples to oranges. No, but, yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. I mean, LeBron James doesn't have that. That we know of. And he's been married to the same chick since he was like fucking 19, right? I, I don't know. Isn't that that? I, I feel like that's part of the story. Just care less. <laughs> to me, that makes him worse. I'm kidding. I don't. That he's just a nice man. Yes. He Damn does it. good things for his community. Although he did do that fucking bullshit ESPN take my talents to South Beach yes. shit. Douche and that was a real douche move. Yeah. Uh, Granted, he was what? Like 24. 25. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you know, if, if people loved me that much when I was 24, I shudder to think of the things that I would do. Yeah. I did some not very cool things and no one liked yeah. me. I mean, just think of <laughs> how big of a douche I am now. Right. That's I what mean, I'm saying. And then give me money. Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. me, not only give me money, give me all of the money. Right. right. And surround me with people who only tell me how great I am. Right. And never, because they depend on me for a paycheck. Right. You know, it's, it's not like, it's not like, uh, uh, fawn over me and give me a million dollars. It's right. like, oh, fawn over me and give me half a billion dollars. Right. Like, right. oh, g- give me cartoon money. Give me imaginary I, numbers I will, worth of money. I will say this. At least, unlike other bald celebrities that I hate, Vin Diesel. <laughs> LeBron James has talent and has earned his money. He has certainly earned. I his will money. give the man, and that. he's given to his community quite yes. a bit. He is, he is, from what I can gather, he is really engaged in uh, a number of social issues and supporting his community in a grassroots way. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I respect that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Not enough to give a shit about Space I'm Jam. I'm with you. right. Totally. Quite honestly, still not going to see Space Jam. No, don't give a shit. Um, let's take a quick break. Yeah. Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Check out alteredstatecomics.com right now. I will wait. But while I'm waiting, I'm going to also tell you, go check out the Altered State podcast, man. They come straight out of St. Louis, Brandon and John, and they are there for all your pop culture needs. They're very orally accented, is what I'm saying, ladies and dudes. So there you go, man. Alteredstatecomics.com. It's right there in the name. And we're back. Okay, kids. After Brandon just fixed the the hum of the mic. That's right. Just just a tip. Just a tip. Mm. Oops. You, got a, you got a bottle opener over there, boss? You got a hog in the bottle opener. Things we should be doing on breaks. Right. Well, I I, I it's weird because I get used to to being kind of the only one drinking half the time. What are you trying to say? Nothing. Just that that I have a drinking problem. That's what I'm trying to say, Brandon. <laughs> Is that you, a responsible adult, hey, I usually was, are just smoking weed. I was pounding that <laughs> coffee last week. Right. I was I was revved up on that that uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Oof. That's right. I hadn't had a good Dunkin' Donuts coffee in a long time. It was nice. Yeah? It was nice, yeah. I, I feel felt like Dunkin' coffee is only good from Dunkin' Donuts oh, legit, though. Because, like, right. you, when you get, like, Dunkin' Donut grounds at uh-huh. the store. Not the same. Which I've had to do a time or two. Yeah. 
it's like worse than Folgers. Yeah, I couldn't. I never can't really and, ever had Folgers. Uh, there was one time the worst coffee I've ever had in my life. Uh, Christmas Eve two years ago, driving back from Libby's parents' house. This is like mid Missouri. It's like an hour and a half drive. Um, and I was like, okay, I probably. I probably just need to grab a grab a coffee for the way. Yeah. So I stop in a fucking truck stop in Warrington, Missouri, and you know, on their window, we proudly serve Dunkin' coffee. I was like, all right, cool. Like at least I'll get a good cup of coffee. You're just getting bullshit gas station coffee. It was fucking disgusting. I don't know if it's like had been sitting there all day because it's Christmas and no one bought any, sure. and I was the only degenerate at the gas station in Warrington, Missouri. I doubt that. But but it was just like. It was fucking gross. I uh, I enjoyed the Dunkin' coffee I got. I felt so stupid. It was one of those times where you feel stupid, but there's really no. You're never gonna see that person again. So why do you care? Mm-hmm. Had been to a Dunkin' drive-through in forever. I'm like, I need a uh, medium coffee and uh, whatever, like a eight eight pack of Munchkins or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, right? Little little donuts. I got donuts for my kids, like a kind well, soul that's that just, you are. That's just what you do. Um, and he's like, you want the uh, coffee black? And I'm like, yeah, cream and sugar. He's like, so not black. In <laughs> <laughs> the moment, I was like, you fucker. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. not black. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just came out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cream and sugar. I'm like, ah, so you're not, not black. You're not wrong. <laughs> I, uh, I fucking It was a very black. Randall move. It, it was me, a very Randall move. It made me move. think of Randall. <laughs> Anyways, so that was me being stupid, getting some Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, and, and he had every right to be. I mean, he wasn't yeah. like. Listen, I'm, you douche. You know, he was yeah. quick on the draw. <laughs> right. You got to appreciate. Wasn't that. the first time, I'm sure. Yeah, you got to sure. appreciate that. I mean, at some point, you got him in your back pocket, right? You just, you know, you're like, eh, so, yeah, so not yeah. black, so yeah. not black, yeah. idiot. <laughs> I I thought it was great. That's yeah. wonderful. Yes. Anyways, um, how about Little Falcon Winter Soldier episode oh. three? I'm telling you, best one that, yet. If you ask that me, that show. Keeps winning me over. Agreed. Agreed. It's getting there. It's you getting know, like, I'm not getting there. It's there. Like, it's, just... it's not, it's not the, it, it's still not WandaVision to me. I, I really, again, that, but that's a, that's a tough. It's not supposed to be. Yeah. It's a different vibe. It's I'm a, different, I'm a different audience member. But, man, I, they, they are really t- doing some compelling storytelling. Yeah. What I am intrigued by is we're halfway done. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot more to... I feel like I need really legitimate, good storytelling with um, Isaiah Bradley. Sure. I need some really legitimate, good storytelling done with uh, John Walker. I need some resolution for Bucky. Um... I need some resolution for Sam. I now need some resolution for Sharon. Um, I need to figure out what's happening with Baron Zemo. Yeah. And I need uh, Carly Montague to have some, like, there's just a lot to tell. But in the, these are, they are giving us, like, 50-minute episodes. Sure, but sure. I just feel like I need a lot. First thing I thought only three of episodes. at the end of that episode... You bring up uh, closure for Sharon Carter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I 
think she's the power broker. I was gonna say that. I think that's the I move. Had, I, I, that was something I was gonna bring up. Is yeah. do you think she has unfinished business? Right. I think she could be the Baron power Zemo. Broker. Never met her. I never met. You know, I only yeah. know of him as or by name or whatever he said. Yeah. Um. I just I get that vibe. She kicks some serious I, ass. I had the that, same feel. Yeah. I had the same feel. Like she may be power broker. Yeah. Yeah. Which then I don't know where that puts her. Well, that's so it's interesting because I was thinking. So power broker is. A character right. in Marvel Comics that is not Sharon Carter. Right. So I was going to ask you, do you, because it's, you, you just beat me to it. Yeah. Is do you, not only, like, do I think making Sharon Carter Power Broker is a fucking awesome storytelling move there? And that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, like, how much are they going to be like, how willing are they to completely bend canon? Sure. And I think they should. Yeah. I'm all for yeah. Ben. Like, yeah. I, I am a firm, like, people that are like, that wasn't like the comics. I just, like, fuck off. If it was, you wouldn't love it as much. Right. You wouldn't watch. Or you would, but it'd be, like, different, it'd be a different experience. If, if someone gave, it's Watchmen, right. the 2009 movie, with the exception of the change they had to make at the end, like, the first two hours of that movie is, like, shot for shot, right. the the book. And, they, and people shit on it. That's why they shit on it. I don't care as much right. about it. Because it's like, right. I love the book. When I read comics, I love the comics. When I watch a movie, I want a different experience. I don't want to know all these things. Right. The same that, reason I dig Walking Dead. Right. It's yeah. it's not fun to know all of it. Right. It's fun to be wrapped up in it and like, dude, if Sharon's power broker, that would be dope. I think it'd be a sweet move. It changes a lot of things. I mean, it opens up a lot of different stuff you could do. Right. Well, like not only does it change mm-hmm. that character, but it means now, Power Broker, instead of being a villain, is an empathetic anti-hero. Right. So I think you can now... I think her being Power Broker would set you up... If if I'm if I'm Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. which thank God I'm not, because he's so much better at his job than I could ever be. Um, you wear hats much better. Oh, thanks. You know, he wears a lot of hats. It doesn't look good in hats. He's, I appreciate he's that. He's trying to be a very... Um, uh, Op Taylor, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. He's trying to do the Ron Howard thing. It's just not the same. I love look. that your go-to is Opie. I know. I love Opie. Like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Opie. Opie Cunningham. No. Um, I, oh, that was from an God. SNL sketch back in the day. Did you ever see that? No. Is old old Eddie Murphy sketch when he's like one of the first times he was on SNL. He was doing Weekend Update, like one of those quick spots. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's how you kind of get to know people. Mm-hmm. And I freak. It was almost like a um, a David Spade celebrity type thing look at this uh-huh. guy or whatever and it was a picture of ron howard like when he was a kid and then when he was on happy days because it wasn't that far yeah. from happy days he's like he's, and he couldn't remember the guys and he's like opie cunningham it's opie cunningham it's called kept on opie cunningham so i could Mixing never the for the longest time i could never think of his name so i just go opie cunningham fucking ron <laughs> howard it's perfect it's perfect anyway that is perfect yeah but thank you i appreciate the compliment yes 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 um but yeah like so if i'm kevin feige and I'm thinking, okay, I'm making these shows to to not only fill out the universe, but to also uh, set up more movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we need to have more story to be told, and we need to be building towards something. And so the idea of saying, at the end of this show, I, I believe by the end of this show, we will have either Sam or Bucky... Holding the shield. Uh, yeah. Um, 
and I think there's compelling arguments for both. So I'm, I don't care which way they go, as long as they do it well. Mm-hmm. I feel so like it's leaning towards Bucky. I think right now, my my current thought, I feel, I think Bucky's gonna die and Sam's gonna hold the shield. See, I see more of a, you know. Sam and, of course, Sam and Bucky are always going to be at their... I think they're always going to be what they are. They're going to like each other, but give each other shit kind of uh-huh. people, you know, regardless. But they're always going to have that respect, you know. I think Sam gives Bucky the shield because Cap was right about him. I I could see that happening. And I can certainly change my mind in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But I feel like based on how tragically they've set up Bucky... Everything about that screams he's going to have a death that redeems him at the end of this show. I think Bucky is going to die. Now, do I think that would take away a possible moneymaker in the future so Marvel may not do it? Maybe. sure. But I also think just kind of the way they're telling this story, it just... Something something Mm. feels like Mm. a tragic death is coming for him. He's going to redeem himself, then die. I would honestly be, just based on the vibe and the tone I get from this show, just based on how heavy WandaVision was, Mm -hmm. I would, I don't want to say shocked, I would be very surprised if a major character died like that. Yeah. I would. Maybe. Um, I mean, you know, Vision died, but of course he's done that before. Um, I, I don't know. I mean... And, and I could totally be wrong. And like, and I think the next few weeks will certainly inform. I I don't, I don't have strong convictions in that opinion. I'm just saying at this point, my mind is saying, I see the path they're drawing to that. Sure. I did, and, I, and that path can divert seven times in the next three episodes. Right. right. But to this moment, I think there's a path to that story ending that way. And then... Sam picking up the shield to say, no, this is what Steve wanted. This is who I am, and I need to own that. And I think there's there's compelling shit. But either way, I right. think what, the, what this story is really going to do is set up the next Captain America franchise. Because I think whether it's Sam or Bucky... I think we will be looking at another Captain America movie. Right, right. You know, um, that stars them. And I think doing that with Sharon Carter and Baron Zemo, both as villains, anti... Like, right. Because now they're... Now it's even wishy-washy with Baron Zemo. Right, like, murder that he guy, will always yeah. be a villain, right. but right. there's there's some information there. And I think, like, if you set up her as power broker... And him as Zemo. And I think ultimately the the big bad in this show is going to be U.S. Agent. is going to mm-hmm. be John Walker. Yep. And I think that's who they end up defeating. But I think it leaves Zemo and Sharon Carter's power broker in the wind. And then they come back as the villains cin- uh, yeah. cinematically. Yeah. I think there's... there's I think that's with. cool. Yeah, yeah. Now watch I, next week we actually meet Power Broker and it's not Sharon Carter. Right, no shit, right. Um, but I, 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 I was totally picking up that same vibe. Good. I'm, well, maybe that's not good. Maybe they were, it's a total red herring and now we're being thrown off. Maybe. But who knows? Who knows? 
Um, what I did, what uh, another thing that this episode did for me though, um, I, I think it was it was really obvious. We knew going into WandaVision that there was going to be mutant implications mm -hmm. because I mean, Wanda is a mutant in the comics, you know. So like there is. We knew, we, we were going into that looking for those X-Men connections. Now we get Madripoor. Also a huge fucking X-Men connection. Yeah. So all of a sudden, what this started doing for me was like, my gears started turning like, wait a minute. Are we going to get a year of Disney Plus shows and their sole purpose is to build the X-Men world? Because that was not like, I was like, holy shit. What a brilliant fucking move to introduce these characters to, instead of introducing the characters, introduce the idea of interdimensionality. Int introduce the idea of, of Madripoor or of um, a school in New York. Like, make all these references that build out their world. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, they are just a part of your world without even... Being, you know, like there, there is not the shock and awe of like, oh, holy shit, we're right. getting an X Men movie. Instead, right. it's just like, oh, wait a minute, they're already here, and we just didn't fucking realize it. Like, yeah. Yeah. it feels to me like these Disney Plus shows are just like set up to build that, which now makes me think like, I have is, and this is totally me just jumping like a fucking madman, um, but. I'm looking at, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm seeing Madripoor come in, which is a logical thing to happen in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm seeing the interdimensionality in the, in the Evan, uh, the Evan Peters of it all yeah. in WandaVision. Right. And now I'm like, all right, Loki's coming up. A time heist show. Right. Is, are we going to get Cable? Like, to me, uh, right. I'm feeling like each of these has had a little X-Men Easter egg. Cable, <laughs> being the time traveler, is, right. like, is, uh, is the right... And he's not, like, he's not, like, one of the big X-Men. Right, but still... So it's like you could be... you could get him without, fe like... it. Let me say this. He wouldn't feel wasted on a TV show. You know, like, you're not going to introduce Wolverine on a TV show. You're not going to introduce... Gene Gray or Cyclops or the Professor or Storm on a TV show. Sure. Well, but you, you could bring in Cable. Yeah. And I'm I'm starting to look at Loki like, all right, now just and this is me just being a lunatic. Madripoor showing up, my head went to, all right, now Cable's going to be in Loki. I, and if he is in 3 months, I want to play back to Fucking 16 minutes and two seconds into segment two of the April 3rd show uh, and say, maybe I am Kevin Feige. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying. Just better in a hat. <laughs> it's the better in the hat Feige show. Um, I, I, I don't, I mean, I, I, I can see that happening. I don't have a rebuttal to that other than with... The overall fans accept that. Just, they've been here the whole time kind of thing. I don't know that they would accept that they've been here the whole time. But I think if you... I 
one thing that I think these shows, not only has both of these shows have really um, flirted with X-Men, uh, X-Men adjacent topics, mm-hmm. but they've also both played really heavily into the blip. Yeah, yeah. So I think there is room to say these people have always been here, but they came back from the blip wrong. Okay, okay. I can so, see like, that. if you yeah. build if you build their universe, yeah, and then all of a sudden you you have that in, whether it be through Wanda like a House of M style um, declaration, or through the blip bringing people back. Like, I think there's, I think there's something in that in that primordial soup. Yeah. Between Wanda and the blip that can justify people coming back from the blip fundamentally different. Okay. I, I mean, I can I've, I can absolutely see that happening. I can see that as a way of telling that story. I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. I was just... And I think if you playing do the it, other side. Cable is the logical person to bring in as a time traveler. Because he can be a, a, a mutant from... X amount of years into the future. Deadpool also has that time travel switch button, whatever. And then I think... He's, he's jumping around just like Loki. Because I think your move is to really pull in X-Men first class type thing. Yeah. If you're... Di- like, obviously you, you don't want to... You don't need to do, like, the true origins. But you also don't want to start with an X-Men crew that's, like already old and fully formed because you want to if you're you're, where the fuck you been well and if you're marvel slash disney you don't want to waste that money sure like if you if you bring this back and it's like ooh, a young charles xavier is now uh one of these people that came back from the blip now you've got fucking 15 20 years worth of movies right um, and I think that's just the smart move. Like, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, like I, yeah. like I, I, I just, I don't understand when you've already aged out of one core of Avengers. I don't see the, I don't see the business intelligence in introducing your next fucking cash farm as. A, a developed thing. Right. You know? I can see that. I understand. Yeah. Because like, I think Fantastic Four and the X-Men are quite clearly going to be the juggernauts of the next few phases. You know, like you're going to have Captain Marvel 2, obviously, is going to be huge. Doctor Strange 2. But I also look at like, at the end of the day, name recognition is going to matter. Sure. So, like, no matter what they do with Doctor Strange and with the Eternals and with the Guardians of the Galaxy and with the Captain Marvel, your tent poles outside of Avengers are going to be Black Panther, Fantastic Four, X-Men. Um, like, those are going to be... Th- those are going to be the long games. Your, right. your Doctor Stranges, they're going to... They're going to... Ha- they're going to... They're going to enrich the story. Guardians of the Galaxy. They're going to enrich things. 
you know, wh- whoever your next Captain America may be, Thor. Right. If, fucking keep that shit going with Natalie Portman. Right. Give me three of those. Sure. Like yeah. those are going to be your tent poles. And right now they just don't have a lot of tent poles announced. Totally. Yeah, I understand. Like really, <laughs> I, I think there's going to be a lot of. I believe in everything that they're doing. That they have. I think they're all going to be good. But I look at like if Marvel has shown us nothing else, they can provide solid tent poles. Fuck yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who else makes a tent? Marvel like can Marvel. pitch a tent. Pitch a tent like no other in the business. Uh huh. I'm not worried about the foundation of no. anything with the tent poles that they're going to give us. Mm-hmm. Does that sum up? I'm just fucking with you, man. You used tent poles I don't twice. Know, I, ha- I had to go there. Tent poles came up twice in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there. I had to go there. That's all I got. Yeah, um, man. I, I don't. What else did I have? Oh, you got any more for Ooh. Marvel? Marvel I, I have no more for Marvel. Oh, then please go right ahead. Yes. Well, I was going to say, we we did also this week finally get um, an initial, a start to film on Kenobi. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. And let us not forget Star Wars. Right. How can we? Like. Yeah. How I, can we not mention that in one of the podcast here? I am so excited for Kenobi. Same here. Same here. It's going to be fun stuff. I think that show is yeah. going to be... I, I, you know, it makes me appreciate what Disney's doing here because, like we said, everything is going to be Disney pretty much all year. But it doesn't feel like Disney because they've done a good job of. I mean, everybody knows Disney owns Marvel, Disney owns Star Wars, but the Marvel stuff has come out. And I, I'm not gonna say I forgot about Star Wars, but it's it's not yeah. it's not in it's my not head. Front and it's not front and center. And then it, it's gonna boom come out, and you're like, "Fuck, it's here! It's gonna be here!" Like the new stuff well, is gonna hit. I think that they've really cracked the code. At least for the moment, and probably well, for a long time, that we get like this year, Marvel's running the show, mm-hmm. and certainly a lot of that has to do with the COVID postponements. But I think that's re- I think they're really making some tasty fucking lemonade out of those lemons, sure. Because so we get a full year of Marvel. With no Star Wars. We'll get the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. which I am excited about. But we don't get any like huge consequential Star Wars. And then next year, we'll get a ton of Star Wars. Right. But I don't know, with the exception of whatever we get cinematically, I don't know that Disney Plus is going to have a bunch of Marvel next Show year. Show-wise? Yeah, I don't yeah, think like so. I, I, don't, I know of. Either, I yeah. don't know. You know, maybe they're planning on some... Second seasons of some of the stuff they're doing sure, now, sure. Um, or maybe they're all just kind of one-off special events. Who knows? Right. But I think that like really works out to be like. Again, we know Disney owns this stuff, but it's like you get the year of Marvel and the year of Star Wars, and you can kind of alternate your your tent poles. There you go. That way, one more time, and along the way, like Disney keeps still just releasing really wonderful Disney stuff at a standard, like what we think of as Disney, you know? Yeah. Like, fuck, Raya and the Last Dragon that just came out? Oh my God, is it, it's incredible. I loved it. Um, Soul that came out on Christmas, I loved. Like, Disney is still doing Disney things that that are very much like the DNA of what Disney always was. Yeah. So even though we know that they own Marvel and Star Wars, I I really think they are handling them 
appropriately as if they are three very separate studios. Entities. Like yeah. Marvel Studios, sure, it's got Disney money, but it's Marvel Studios. Yeah. And Lucasfilm, yeah, it's got Disney money now, but it's fucking Lucasfilm. Right. And Disney is Disney. And I think what they've done exceptionally well since um, since bringing on Marvel Studios is really just trusting creators and then getting the fuck out of the way. Like, I think the Disney people are probably like, yeah, man, I'm making kids movies. I hired you. Because you fucking love Star Wars. I hired right. you, Favreau, Filoni. Right. I hired you guys because you fucking know what you're well, doing with Star Wars. And I'm not going to fuck with that. Right. Kevin Feige, I hired you because you know these books and you love these books. And I'm not going to fuck with you. I'm going to keep doing this thing back here that makes me all of my real money. Right. Like all the fucking little kid money. Right. And fucking theme park money. I'm going to do that. Right. I just need you guys to not fuck it up That's for right. me. That's right. And... After seeing how horribly AT&T and Warner Brothers is handling DC, I appreciate the shit right. out of that. Absolutely. Well, and the creators and the, the people making all this stuff, too, they know that if they do a good job and this does well, they can keep working with them. They'll continue right. to make their stuff and put them on the next projects and whatever. Well, and they'll continue to give them the budgets exactly. that, that they need and they'll exactly. continue to give them the they'll support you the freedom that they need as right. long as they don't drop the baton that's right that's right and that's so that's pressure but that's also a good pressure but absolutely produce good shit and you're gonna I'm keep working you, man i will take that pressure uh, any day yeah. if it says yeah. hey you get to bet on you mm -hmm. like i will hire you and i'll give you all the free now if you fuck that up you're gone and you're never working for any disney property right. again you're ryan johnson that's right that's right. Even though I don't think he fucked it up, and I will defend the shit out of that movie. Beside the point, people think. All right. He so fucked right away, bad comparison. Right away, bad comparison. But no, because he's gone. Yeah. Fuck. They're never gonna work with J.J. Abrams true. again. No, that's true. That's you're right. J.J. Abrams is one of the biggest names in movie. They're like, they're, no. J.J. Yeah. Abrams fucking ruined Star Wars. Yeah, I said it. I said it, and I believe it. We better move along. I'll. I'll. I, I mean, look at me. I'm not gonna. Do I agree? No, but at the same time, that's not a sword I'm going to fall on. I'm not going to. I'm not going to defend J.J. Abrams. That, that was that was clearly the soundbite because nothing could ruin Star Wars. Star Wars is great. Um, I do think J.J.'s handling of it was exceptionally shallow. Yeah, yeah. but I still have a lot of fun watching those movies. Yeah. and I'm not. I'm not here to badmouth. If I'm not here to badmouth the sequels or J.J. Abrams, that was just a. That was a moment. I would, I would take offense to that, if I valued your Val Kilmer opinion. <laughs> I, I lost credibility the night we started this show right. since day so one. Nothing I, you say I've matters. I've never had credibility, so it's really easy to that's, be like, no. That's why the first episode was. Uh, let me. Who's your favorite Batman? Because after that, you have zero credibility with me if you go Val Kilmer. So, uh, well, I'm fucking with you. I'm glad. You know what? The, my lack of credibility is, has stretched two and a half That's years, true. so That's I'll true. take it. That's true. Um, I only had one other little thing. It's Let's not see. even really important. I'm sure you can guess by me asking this question. So it's the, wrestling related. At the end of a podcast. Do you know who wants to be Lino in Thundercats? Are they making Thundercats again? Yes. 
I'm not sure if it's animated. I'm not sure what, but they're doing a Thundercats. That seems like some shit Netflix would be in the game. Like, <clears throat> following what they're doing with Masters of the Universe, it seems like that's the logical After track. I saw who's, well, I, this is not who's doing, who wants to do it, I stopped reading the article. So I don't know who's doing Vin it. Vin Diesel? It's Vin Diesel. Yeah. Lino. I can see that. I, I hate Thundercats. I don't hate Thundercats. Yeah, but I can see that. Doesn't that make you, but the fact that you can see that. Yeah. For a second, picture Lino. Sure. What's he wearing? That fucking blue leotard uh-huh. thing. Now, now put Vin Diesel in there. It would be you animated. S- you still they, watching they that They movie? are not making. <laughs> I. There is nobody putting money behind a live action Thundercats. Not after what the fucking cats just did in the theater. I, I, I don't know. I didn't, like I said, I couldn't finish that, the article. I promise you. That shit will be a Netflix original animation, and I could totally see Vin Diesel voicing. Hey, yo, this is a line note. What you guys doing? Uh, Yeah, I could see it. I gotta save her, Sarge. She reminds me of my niece. (laughs) Fucking Vin Diesel. I mean, you know, multi-album selling Vin Diesel. I don't know what he's selling. Multi-album. Not even... (laughs) Multi-single. I don't think it has an album. You can't call it an album when you just put out a song, right? People don't make albums anymore branded I'm so old. what was my other what did i say last uh a, i said a film or something was i talking about movies a picture a, a picture a picture <laughs> so fucking old it's a picture <laughs> i'm gonna go see the picture books yeah um that's all i got dude what else you got, you got anything for me got... uh no man i'm, I'm all right shit on vin diesel anything else Ain't nothing no nah, man that, that, I'll, I'll save that for you you can do all the vin diesel shit i hate that i'm i don't honestly i do not search out this stuff it just appears. I think you do, I man. I don't. I think you have a Google alert for Vin Diesel. I mean, Diesel. I may have a private Reddit account where I subscribe to nothing but Vin Diesel fan stuff. But right, other than right, that, right, I right. don't search it out. Right. I don't. Yeah, man. Uh, anyway, I'm hoping next week when we talk, we can talk some more movies things. Hopefully there's a, a couple more announcements that I can kind of... I'm looking forward to the day that I can kind of break down some of the... Uh, background of what's going on because sure. i i do think this is kind of interesting um this whole process going through it with this uh with this group has been really fun i'm also i'm hope never mind i'm not even gonna say it. um but but i look forward to the time that we can uh kind of kind of break down the process because it's, it's been it kind is. of fun i i don't mean to cut you off but you know what i just realized huh i have a fucking thundercats 311 poster on my wall <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time saying I'm not a Vin Diesel fan for that one if he comes out and he's fucking in that movie. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> From Springfield. Or St. Louis and Kansas City. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Which one did you go to? Did you I, go to the I went Verizon to, Wireless? Actually, I went to the Springfield show and then the, the Verizon Wireless show. Good. So, yeah, I, too. Dude, them at the Galois, I bet was fucking Fucking badass, incredible. yeah. You know where else I saw them that was amazing was uh, the Shrine. Really? Which the is the just like boss? a fucking you know, high school gym. Well, I mean, the... The Galois is small. Small as fuck, too, yeah. I can't believe they yeah. went from the Galois to fucking the Ver- to Riverport the same weekend. Yeah. 311, especially back then, dude, they would play, especially the college towns, they'll show up, man. Yeah. They'll show up for you. Yeah. I remember watching them at that fucking, uh, at the shrine, you know, and there's no backstage. You could see them. We're, stand- we're sitting in the crowd, me and good buddy Mark Shellman, uh-huh. sitting in the crowd. Lights go out. You can see the back door open. They come off the tour bus and they come on stage and just start playing, man, because there's not a backstage there. Shit, yeah. Um, and that was it. I saw Motion City soundtrack at the Shrine. Oh, fuck down yeah. There. It was fuck cool. Yeah. Show. yeah. So I see that 
when, every time I'm in here and I see that and it says the Galoy, yep. I only went to the Galoy once. You will never guess the band that I saw at the Galoy. What year? I saw them in 2010 at the Galoy. Popular band at the time? No. Oh, okay. Ooh, I, I yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Blues Traveler. Oh, it's great band. <laughs> it was I awesome. I love Blues Traveler. Dude, so my, my buddy Brandon. I was rocking uh, out to Bud Anyway earlier today. Yeah? I love that tune. My, uh, my buddy Brandon won a not your gift. good buddy brandon right I'm you're my good i'm buddy. fucking with you that, my, my original good buddy brandon <laughs> me and this brandon go back go back like spinal cords and car seats there you go um but we, we were living in springfield together at the same time and so a side note about me uh my psych up song when i would play shows back in the day was hook Okay. Like I would sit in a car, me and my drummer Steve. Well, Steve, yeah. you know, he was he was the drummer of my band. Okay. Forever. Okay. We would show up at every show, whether it's Creepy Crawl or Mississippi Nights, and we would rip Hook beginning to end. I he and I can both still crush that and lyrically every every piece yeah. of Hook. Love that song. Yeah. Tuck it in, so, tuck it in. If you're in ten ten or ramble in, make a desperate move or else you'll win. Mm-hmm. Then begin to see what you're doing to me. The symphony is not for, okay. Never mind. Um, so. Uh, Brandon knew this, and he... Uh, There's a harmonica over there if needed. Yeah. Um, he won these tickets, and he, he was like, hey, man, you want to go see Blues Traveler at the Galoy? And I was like, I haven't seen Blues Traveler since the fucking VP Fair in right. 1996. Right. Absolutely, yes. I do. Yes. And dude, we were up against the stage, like, in the pit, just fucking okay. getting it, yep. man. Yep. It was awesome. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. I believe it. I believe and it. And this is Blues Traveler in 2010. Right. Like, right. they had right. no... 10 years removed from anything popular. Right. Fucking yeah. 20 years probably. removed. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck that... Yeah. Uh, what was it? 4 well, came out in, what, probably 94? That's probably 92, 94. Yeah, somewhere there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, like, <clears throat> that was the last thing they did of consequence. Once again, that's one of the things I loved, <clears throat> excuse me, about the 90s was everything was just alternative. Mm-hmm. If, you, if it was new and it wasn't, like, a classic rock band, it's an alternative... It's so Blues Traveler was on the point right after fucking Eminem and Red Hot Chili Peppers right. and, you know, Fish. It's like, what's going right. on? What's what happening yes. here? But it's, Who is listening to this? All of us. <laughs> right. But look, we around, all did. look around my room. It, it, it's, right. it's what it is. I mean, there's everything in here. I have Nirvana. I have 311. I have, you know, fucking John Lennon. And then I have pictures of Run DMC with me and Chris Jericho and Stan Lee. I, I am all yeah. over the map here. So yeah. um, anyways, what are you going to do? It's the 90s. That's yeah. why it was the best music of all time. That's a big statement. Tell me I'm wrong. I won't at the moment. <laughs> I need to think a little harder before we get into Tell that Tell me another decade that was better, front to back. It's hard. I, it's hard. It's not hard, but I need to think... You know, I am the things that I am thinking. I I don't want to say something that would discredit me. Great albums and great bands came out after and before, but not in the quantities that happened in the 1990s. Okay, that's right. Okay, Gen Zer. Uh, no, Gen Xer. Xers have spoken. Gen Xer. We have put it down. Fuck your Z's. Okay. I'm a decade before that cocksucker. I'm a millennial, man. <sighs> yeah. Get your shit together. We know. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> ah, all right. All right. Before we end our friendship, let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> Bye.